We're going to talk a little bit about grades and the grading system here for a little bit and the fact that utilizing grades in the grading system itself is a coercive event. The coercion is coming about based off of the fact that grades in itself are excessively arbitrary. Why do we have grades? What's the purpose of grades? What is the factor as to what grades might say about you as a student, me as an educator, you as a learner? What is the underlying reason for using grades? When we attempt to eliminate coercion from the learning environment, one of the things we have to do is get rid of grades. We have to get rid of grades because grades become an external stressor, an external motivating factor that takes away from the intrinsic joy that can come about when the learner is self-motivated to learn. What we have to remember is that grades in themselves tend to be a ranking system where the instructor, where the educator is rank ordering individuals within the classroom. This rank ordering within the classroom can be within itself arbitrary based off of how grading comes about, whether we are utilizing a standardized specification grading system where we have set things, set objectives, set uh, outcomes that the learner is expected to be able to meet in order to show mastery, or is this a rank order based off of the ability to factually recall so many distinct facts within a set number of questions on a test where the order and the ranking that we see within the classroom is dependent upon the grouping that the student might find themselves in, not necessarily the type of learner or the type of student that they might actually be. It's that ranking that makes grades in themselves another level of arbitrariness within how we go about evaluating learning and how we can look at the grades themselves as a coercive event, as a coercive factor, as what you can do is look at this overall level of grades, this overall level of comparison amongst individuals within the classroom as a means of competition for students, where the student feels like it's a zero-sum game, where there's only going to be so many A's, so many B's, so many C's, so many D's, so many F's, and they have to compete with everybody else in the classroom in order to get that A that they want, in order to show the program, the college, that they are going to be the top flight candidate for that program. What ends up happening is that when we have this external driver coming into play, the student is not set up in such a way, mindset-wise, to maximize their learning ability and their aptitude to learn as what they are attempting to do is hold on to as much factual information as they possibly can so as to outcompete the other students for factual recall. While factual recall is important in the mastery of materials, it is not the end sum of the educational experience. The educational experience is about learning not only what facts are being taught, but how to go about applying those facts in various situations with various outcomes as an expected result. And we're talking about outcomes and results. We're talking about outcomes and results, not from the application of the information, while that might be true, but what types of materials, what types of product might be generated. And once again, this goes back to the need to change the perspective from a perspective of productivity 
to a, a perspective of creativity, where the student is being encouraged to be as creative as they possibly can be with the information that's given to them, where we give them concrete examples of what can be done, but allow them the latitude to build what should be done, where the educators have to be open to the creativity that the student can present in an authentic learning environment. And it's that authentic learning environment that downplays the role of grades within the outcome. What we have to remember here is that when we start looking at grades and we have to look at it in terms of historical perspective and a modern perspective, the historical perspective is that grades were not given off of individual assignments, but were given based off of how was their performance over the term. And even then it was given in such a way that if we actually look at what we would consider to be an A, B, C, D, F style grade in the American system. Most students would not like the classical means by which we graded A, B, C, D, F as only a 5% drop in maximal uh, scoring would allow you to have an A, 95%. A 10% drop would, min would limit your B grade. What we consider an A grade nowadays based off of what is usually referenced as the 100 point system. We have a 10% window within the A, B, C, D, and then F range, where each letter is given a 10% window, except for the F, which has a 50% window, in which we stipulate that you have to have 50% or higher of all of the points in order to pass that is, you can have 50 out of 100 and pass. You can have 90 out of 100 and get an A, 80 out of 100 and get a B, 70 out of 100 and get a C, 60 out of 100, get a D. But then what about the remaining of what's there? The remainder of what's there is what would be considered to be a failure. And when we look at grades based off of this arbitrariness, this, if you can get greater than 60% of everything, you pass, which means that only 40% is passing. That is, you can lose 40% and pass, but it doesn't take into account any of the other learning that comes into play that is not associated with points, that is not associated with the learning that is necessary to show learning. When I was working on my educational degrees, we talked about student growth. And it's one of those buzzwords and one of those catchphrases that comes about with a lot of the gimmicks in the classroom. And I like to think of them as gimmicks because what we're trying to do is we're trying to coerce students into being active learners. If we set up the course in such a way, and if we set up the learning environment in such a way that we negate the stress of points, the stress of I have to get 60% and above on everything in order to pass. And for most students that we see in most of our courses who are trying to get into other programs, who are trying to get into the college of their choice and into their academic graduate program or into the career professional program, it's really 90% and above that they are trying to strive for. They have a 10% window of point neglect. 
of losing points within a semester, which means that they're not going to be willing to be actively engaged unless we somehow coerce them into being actively engaged, giving them some sort of constant reward for being engaged with the activity. If, on the other hand, we flip that around and we acknowledge the fact that grades are arbitrary, that what is scored as an A at one spot may not be scored as an A in other spots, the student becomes more active within their educational environment, understanding that they're not being constantly punished for not getting perfection because they understand that what they're doing is working on the growth aspect of learning, the growth aspect of being a student, gaining skills, gaining knowledge that goes beyond what might be tested but is necessary to be an effective student. We can do this. We can do this by having a small little mind shift, a change in perspective, an openness with the student that says that we are not going to head down the same road that we've, that we've gone down for all of these years that has led to all of the excessive anxieties, the excessive stress that students have as it relates to learning. We can open the window to learning. We can open the mind of a student. The open student, the open mind, allows us to expand our understanding. And it's not just the student's understanding. It's also the educator's understanding. When we come into the learning environment with an open mindset, with a growth mindset, we allow for learning to take place. We allow for understanding. We allow for the joy of learning to come out. We express that joy to students. We show students that we are actively engaged with the information. We are not just as educators regurgitating information to them that they will in turn regurgitate back to us. Some educators have talked about the need to ungrade within the educational environment to get rid of grades altogether. I'm not proposing getting rid of grades. I'm not, I'm not proposing getting rid of evaluations and getting rid of ranking of students based off of expression of mastery. What I'm talking about is devaluing the grade because when we devalue the grade and we focus on learning, it's different than ungrading, getting rid of grades altogether. Because when we get rid of grades, there's no external reward that a student can get to show what their enjoyment might bring to them. We do things for rewards. What we wanna do is we wanna make sure that the external reward and the internal reward within the learning environment are equal to each other, where we are not coercing the learning out of the student by imposing on them how they're going to learn and how they're going to express what they learn. What we're doing instead is changing the focus away from needing to get a grade, needing to get the praise, to turning into a self-selected, internally motivated environment where I have my motivations, I have what I find to be interesting, I have what I find to be exciting new things to look at, and I try to pass that on to the students. The students come in with their own understanding, their own appreciation, their own level of excitement, about information that they already know. And what we try to do is we try to coalesce that into a greater understanding of what's going on in the topics that we are covering. It doesn't matter what subject matter we are covering. 
when we look at this fashion of education. It's not about getting rid of grades. It's about changing the perspective as to what is the end point for learning. When we change the end point of learning from getting a grade to learning because I am excited to learn about this stuff, what ends up happening is we get transference of not just knowledge, but transference of the skills necessary to become an educated individual, an independent learner, a critical thinker, someone who can look at arguments and determine whether or not they logically make sense. Do I agree with them because they make logical sense? Or is there something within the argument that logically does not flow that allows me to question the conclusions that have been drawn based off of simple, logical, critical thinking skills. Utilizing Occam's razor within my critical thinking skills, using the thought process to develop a conclusion where I am utilizing the least number of speculative steps in order to draw the conclusion. We have to remember that Occam's razor is not the simplest answer is the correct answer, but the answer that takes the least number of logical speculative steps is the correct answer or is most likely the correct answer. When we can get the student to be actively engaged in the learning process and away from the excessive stress of having to get a specific grade, they are able to see the excitement and the joy of learning. They are no longer coerced into learning. They are no longer made to feel like they are just a passive recipient of the information where if they get a, a quote, bad grade, end quote, it's because of the professor or because of the teacher. If they cannot meet what is being expected of them, when we have this open environment to learning and the acceptance of failure, the acceptance of being wrong within the classroom environment, students are able to take responsibility for their own learning. And when the student is able to take responsibility for their own learning, they're able to expand their understanding. That does not mean that the student will automatically get A's, become a master of everything that's covered. But what it does is it expands their ability to be a learner, expands their ability to present their understanding, expands their ability to meet learning outcomes and learning goals much easier than they would if they were in an environment where they felt like they were being coerced into learning and were passive recipients of information in which they were only expected to regurgitate information back to the instructor, back to the teacher, back to the professor. When we can get to this point, what ends up happening is that the student is able to expand upon their skills, expand upon their skills as a student, as a learner, and can take on the role of being teacher. There's an old adage that we used to use in some of the education. Learn, see, do, teach. I learn about something. I see it being done. I do it. And then I teach it. It's that last step that shows true mastery of the information, of the skill, of what is being learned. What we have to do is we have to get away from the necessity to assess through multiple choice 
single option, single point in time tests as a means to show mastery, as a means to show learning, as a means to show understanding. If we can move away from these types of assessments to more authentic assessments, the student can take on the role, the student can take on the role of being a student, of being a learner, where they're able to go through all four steps learn, see, do, teach within the classroom environment where we're able to see over time the growth and the mastery of the skills necessary to be a true master of the material that we are teaching regardless of the level that we are teaching at. And what this does is it allows for some faculty members, some educators, some teachers, some professors to look at performance that students have and classify them as not worthy, classify them as underachievers, classify them as not acceptable. That classification leads students to not want to learn, to not feel like they are supported, to not get the joy that can come about from learning new things. When we as educators are able to flip our appreciation for learning, our appreciation for our students, away from what can the students do in terms of test performance to what did they learn today? What new skills can they show? What new joy do they have for the materials being covered? We are able to change the educational environment as a whole. Now, I'm in the minority of this. I find that students, if we're able to eliminate the focus on grades and focus on learning instead of grades are able to outperform what they had in the past, outperform what they've done in the past. It's not because grades have somehow been inflated. It's not because somehow grading systems are easier. It's because the student has changed their perspective, has changed their habits for learning, have grown as a student, have increased their result. Do not look at setbacks as being negative. Do not see feedback as being negative. Take all interactions within the classroom, within the learning environment as a means for growth and have grown, have become better students. 